Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm happy to share my chat with Jean Kerner. Jean has been teaching yoga for 30 years and was my own mentor during my 500 hours of teacher training. Jean is the founder of Bowery Yoga Studio in New York City and Mentee, a community for yoga teachers. Jean is also a professor at St. Francis College, a master's student at the New York Graduate School of Psychoanalysis, and a Reiki master. I headed down to the Bowery to catch up with Jean. I hope you enjoy our chat. Hi, Jean. Hi, Peter. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you. Here in your space, Bowery Thank you. Yoga. Right. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. I'll give you the full tour once. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once we're done. opens up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you've been here for how long? Um, I've been here for a little bit more than two years, <laughs> mm-hmm. officially. Uh-huh. And so. um, I think maybe the last time I saw you, you were just opening this up and you had been teaching some um at the college in brooklyn heights oh right i still teach there okay i love it yeah actually and that's like a special situation right it's for students or it's for students okay Mm -hmm. so it's part of their health and fitness department which Uh is part of their education department so we fall under the education umbrella nice and yes so it's really nice and i love teaching those those students, that demographic. Right. I love that students learn yoga now in yes. school. <laughs> Me too. Wow. What Me a too. difference from yes, exactly. know, decades ago when it was like you had to teach people what yoga even was. Exactly. And they get a grade in it, which is the very thing yoga is not. So that's part of it. Right. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So do you f- find like a student body like that is different from people you would encounter in classes yes actually it can be almost part teacher training and part class oh because it's an education class right so there it's a two-hour class we meet once a week i've moved the class over to yoga work so Mm -hmm. it used to be in the college in this freezing cold room with um, a weight room outside and the teams you know literally yeah 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 (laughs) slamming down these barbells not just dropping them i think there's this technique where you lift up these barbells of 200 pounds and you slam them right so that was the very thing also yoga was not yes and so we moved the class after um i was subbing at yoga works or teaching there at the time Uh so just in talking to yoga works and in talking to the college we finally moved it over. That so that's available. better. Cool. Right? So nice. that's been great. And they are um, really hardworking. It's a great, it's a great population. Nice. So yeah. So I, I really I'm not love that familiar it. with that college. Is it just like a um, liberal arts school or what, yes. what is that school? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's small and it's yeah. What's not that expensive. St. Francis Saint College. Francis. Yeah. And they have great teachers and great adjuncts and a great curriculum. And cool. so, yeah. yeah. So actually, Julie Wilcox, she, remember her? Yeah, the founder sure. of Ishta with Al. She got the job. When she left Ishta, she went to New York Yoga. She was teaching there. And one of her students was an you know older man who would come, come to class in the evening and she would help him, give him little assists and help him out in his mm-hmm. poses. And he happened to be the head of the education department at St. Francis College. So wow. he invited her to come teach. So with the 12-week curriculum, we can put together a curriculum because right. it's the same group of people again and again and again. And mm-hmm. since they get a grade, it's part of the education department. There can be a whole component that is learning right and then practice right so we bring in um and all the tests are or many of them are at least in my class tests about what dosha you are self-exploration tests Mm -hmm. so nothing you can fail really Mm -hmm. and 
and tests about your dosha. We talk about Ayurveda for a couple of weeks. There's the test on um, the different types of education, Howard Gardner and the theory of multiple intelligences. So then they take that test to see what their strengths are and right. the way How that they, they learn. learn. Yes. Yeah, so and since we are part of the education department, some of them want to teach. Some of them are in the education department as well, and they yeah. want to become teachers themselves. So yeah. it's great because they start out, many of them, almost all of them, with no yoga background. And then by the end, because they're young and they're healthy yeah. and they're, you know, trying, yeah. they it's like this class of just amazing yogis and yoginis wow. that can now do everything and yeah. have you know, the homework's always doing either poses or meditative techniques. and That's awesome. So it's really rewarding. Yeah. That's um, so interesting because I often think, you know, we, we don't get that so often in general population classes to have that capacity for <clears throat> let's build this over time. Exactly. Because you, you kind of do anyway. Yes. You know? Like I've noticed in my own classes, I started teaching... Ardha Chandrasana with like lifting your hands off the floor. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, but I started teaching it maybe three years ago. And now like everyone in all my classes at least tries it. They you know? do. And many mm -hmm. of them do it because right. they've been working on it for three years. The repetition. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, right. There's but that explicit to be said like that. building a, an arc of a training program. Right. That's a really so when Jules advantage. went in first, we talked about it, you know, because, um, yeah, I was still, you know, mentoring her and mm -hmm. it, all the questions came up. Like there are only however many weeks, I think it's 12 and mm -hmm. one of them is a midterm and one of them is a final. And so there's just like, do we do the chakras? Do mm -hmm. we do the gunas? Do we do the yoga sutras? Do they have to buy any books? Yeah. Do you know? Um, so there is that whole what makes it, what makes the cut, right. and then doesn't. Are right. we going through the eight limbs of yoga, where yeah. every class is a limb? That's eight right. weeks. You know, yeah. then what? And so, do you change it much from year to yeah, year? Yeah, I do change it pretty much wow. every semester. How exciting. That must be yeah, really rewarding. It, I like it a lot. And then sometimes what I love it actually teaching again, like the Z gen, mm -hmm. you know, the Z gen population, <laughs> they, they need it. They're stressed out. They're burnt out, especially that age. They're very self-conscious. They're not right. like teacher trainees. That's what I came to see in the beginning. So even though we might be in a circle, they're not all raising their hand and asking questions and yeah. volunteering info. They sit mostly slumped and uh -huh. they don't want to speak. They're self-conscious. They're all in their little groups. Right. Huh. And nobody says anything. You ask a question. Silence. They're still in like a, a waiting phase. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So wow. interesting. So eventually they bond. We do bonding sorts of things. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah. And then here at this space, you're doing group classes mm -hmm. and, and a lot. How, how often do you I just, teach? I was, well, because of my graduate school and because of just everything that I was experiencing at that time, I had. I think I started with two classes a week and then I went down to one class a week. Mm -hmm. And then at the beginning of the year, I started again with, now I have four classes a week. Mm. That's so, a lot. Yes. So yeah. I was ready to go back into it again. Mm -hmm. Excited about it. You yeah. know? So if I were working here, I would often call the teacher and say, oh, I'm here. If you want me to just teach for you, I can. And then I realized I kind of wanted to teach more. Yeah, yeah. That's a good sign. And they were sign. like, sure. Okay, you're there. Sure. Right. So. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Um, or I take their class. And I really like the classes. I like the teachers that teach here. I like the classes. Mm-hmm. I feel so lucky. Yeah. So you're teaching four and there are more classes or there are four classes total that happen? No, there are classes that happen every day at lunch and in the evening okay. and then on the weekends. Nice. It's not a full on schedule. That was one of the things that I needed to figure out when I took over. Mm -hmm. So I still teach at Yoga Works. Mm -hmm. And when I had this, I was still teaching at Yoga Works regularly. Mm -hmm. 
and teaching in their teacher training program. Nice. But then, right, and that's why I kept my class there. But then as a mentor in the 300 hour, they wanted me to have three classes mm. a week. So and people I get could it. assist you. Right, and, I get it. Yeah. You can't have eight assistants in one class. Right. <laughs> I needed to spread out. Right. But I wasn't even teaching three classes here, and I felt like, okay, then I won't do the teacher training. I'll just sub in it. Mm -hmm. I won't be a mentor. I'll just sub in the teacher training. And then I don't need my one class a week. I yeah. just can teach. I can just sub there. Right. And you, you can. there's so many subbing opportunities. You mm -hmm. can sub there really a lot if nice. you want to. And they just closed their uptown Uptown studio. on the west side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The west side, not the... Not the mm -hmm. So they have the east side still. Right. Boy, that's so, that's amazing that that studio is still going. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's such so, an unusual space. I know but it it's thrives, true. I guess because there's people who want to take it's up there. It's true. Yeah, right. And there's and always there's been not good a lot. teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. they have good teachers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, so this this transition of wanting to teach less, wanting to teach more, is it around your other work that you're doing? I know yes, you, you took on this graduate and, program. Yeah, and so that was a big part of me teaching less. And then what I was starting to say with the Yoga Works is I didn't, as someone who still teaches there regularly, I didn't want to be or I don't want to be a studio that has classes from 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. Uh -huh. And everything in between. Right. In multiple rooms. Right. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. That's to a, be that. That's a lot to manage. It's a lot. So I kind of knew that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I liked the idea of holistic center. I like the idea of um, continuing education for teachers that are already yoga teachers. Mm -hmm. Like the yoga for cancer training or the liberation prison yoga training mm -hmm. or to do the those, one that Annika does yes uh -huh. so to do those sorts of trainings on occasion with groups like that that nice. are um really meant for teachers that are already yoga teachers mm -hmm. and are you pursuing those kinds of opportunities yeah. or people are just coming to you no no them? oh that's yeah. interesting mm -hmm. yeah i mean sometimes it's just a rental mm-hmm and other times, it's, no, I would like to actually do the training. Yeah. And I do the training. Yeah. You've so. always been very, uh, very much curious and pursuing yes. new people and new and ways and expanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So... And so I do the host those sorts of trainings that are continuing education for yoga teachers. That's mm -hmm. what I thought I would like to focus on. Although I wasn't sure really what I wanted to focus on. I just knew not classes morning to night. Um, it's, you know, my photo classes, that hobby. Mm -hmm. So a couple of those teachers use the space to rent for photo shoots. Oh, nice. So I kind of yeah. got hooked in. Yeah, because you have that loft kind of look. Yes, yeah. with natural light and yeah. those... They're not yoga classes, right. but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll get back to my interview with Jean in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Patreon. Instead of having ads listening to me telling you to buy things that I don't care about and you don't want, I thought I'm going to ask you to buy Peter's podcast. Patreon makes it so easy to buy Peter's Podcast. You go to patreon.com slash peterspodcast and you click on options and fill stuff out just like you do in everything else on the internet. But I wanted to make it even more enticing to support the podcast, so I'm offering something new. Well, I'm offering something old and new. I'm simplifying my special offerings on Patreon and the new offerings are all about access. If you'd like to work one-on-one -on -one with me, I'm making that available. And there are two ways to do it. The first way is to work with me via email. We'll touch base once a month, and I'll respond with advice and practices that can help you find a graceful path through life. It's kind of like an old-fashioned correspondence course, and I feel kind of sentimental about it because it's the way that I worked with Paramahansa Yogananda's school when I was first learning meditation. I'm calling this level 
of support on Patreon, the Sage. I'm sure that working in this way will be cool and give you a way to work on and clarify things. And if, like me, you sometimes prefer writing to talking, it's a nice format that lets you have time to think about what you want to say. Plus, you get to call yourself a sage. It's very cool. The second access offering already exists. It's the genius level. And listeners have already taken advantage of it for the opportunity to work with me in a live 45-minute online session. It's a chance to have a conversation about anything in your life and your concerns and to get support and practices that can address old patterns and build new inspired outcomes. It's a private session that we can do from wherever you live using Skype or FaceTime. You can do it once or once a month. It's up to you. And if you're happy just listening to the podcast and you don't feel the need to communicate with me right now, I still need you to buy the podcast at whatever level works for you. I mean, you can still listen for free, but let me share my perspective on that. I put effort into the podcast. I line up guests and buy equipment, subscribe to hosting sites. You get what I hope is about an hour of interesting, inspiring, dare I say, life-changing content whenever you listen. To pitch some dollars my way via Patreon is like the honor system way of paying for what you get. You could value it like a good yoga class, which is about 20 bucks a pop. Or like picking up the tab for lunch, which is about 15 bucks, or buying me a cappuccino for about four bucks. I don't know about you, but I'll even throw the musician on the subway platform a buck for making my three-minute wait more interesting. It's just a nice thing to do. I get that spending money is not always easy, but coming and going with your Patreon support is really easy. Anytime you want to pause your support, you can. Anytime you want to increase your support, like say you want a genius session, or you just really liked an episode, you can do that and then change it back again for the next month. So be a part of the new micro economy of crowdsourcing by supporting Peter's podcast. Go there now, patreon.com slash Peter's podcast. You'll feel good. I'll feel good. Thank you. had done a couple of workshops at the end of last year and I realized I had stopped doing that mm. booking them mm -hmm. I still take them take workshops all around town mm -hmm. but I always booked workshops of my teachers and I haven't really done that mm -hmm. so I maybe had this shift sort of toward the end of the year mm -hmm. not not that there's so much clarity around oh what I what I want to do here and with it but more so mm-hmm Nice. And what are you finding that you're interested in, in taking and in offering? You, well, said, the, you said the teacher continuing ed, but in I topically speaking, is yeah. there some topics so, that you're all, finding yourself any and drawn all. to? <laughs> so hence the group mentee. Uh-huh. Um, and so just even thinking yeah, talk about... Talk a little about that. About oh, mentee. mentee yeah. Mentoring and tea. So it started out with me having tea with my mentees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You're always like, hey, could you have tea sometime? Yeah, all of those. <laughs> right, right. So I was having tea with my mentees. Yeah. Often different ones because there are many. Yeah. But a lot of these people were out of training now. So in teacher right. training, you have a mentor, you're supported, and right. then all of a sudden you're done right. and you're a yoga professional. And you hopefully still have a connection to a mentor. Right who can have tea on occasion mm -hmm. and mentor you yeah. and give you sequences or go over your sequences and give you guidance because that's when you need it. Yeah. When you are all of a sudden out there teaching right. as a professional and you end up, teachers end up Googling. Yes. Google becomes their mentor. Right. So I thought, okay, you know, here I am individually trying to do this mm -hmm. and it would be really great if I could, and a lot of them had the same questions and the yeah. same issues, and I wanted to then put a group together in my home. So I modeled it after my modern psychoanalyst group. Mm. So I was in a group analysis for mm -hmm. many, many years, and I was in single analysis, which led to my master's program. Uh -huh. And the 
single analysis, well, he kept going up and up and up with very, you know, um, strict cancellation policies or just boundaries, I should say, not mm-hmm. strict, but he had a good boundary around all of that. So he was always one of my mentors and role models and what are we charging? What are our policies around that? Where are the boundaries? Mm-hmm. When do we sort of bend it? And when don't we? Um, and so I, you can do a single private, you know, a private basically session with him for 50 minutes for whatever amount, say it's 200, I forget what it was. And then you can do the group of six people, seven people, eight people, something like that, and 10 people. And it was an hour and a half for $50. More reasonable, yeah. So it gave people the option to see him, yeah. to have analysis. I mean, the group had a whole different benefit. It wasn't like one was better right. and one wasn't as good. They were right. both really good. Right. So I saw the benefit in both. And like you said, with yoga students, often the questions are very similar. Yeah. So hearing someone else's question is probably going to answer something for you. On all levels, yeah. whether it's they're teaching, they're brand new and they're just starting out or how to raise their rate, which can really appeal to everyone, mm-hmm. even an Italian teacher or mm-hmm. guitar teacher, or mm-hmm. it doesn't, not even yoga specific or um, so I started doing that as a group in my home. And then I started renting space here because I saw that we needed to kind of come out of my home. And there was more of a curriculum each week. Mm-hmm. And then I started, and then a lot of those people ended up being not in New York. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I meet with them on the phone Mm -hmm. and I go over their material Mm -hmm. and their different levels of the mentorship program. So someone that wants to meet and have a private and I'm going over specifically their material and resume and website. And that's very specifically a private for them. Anyone that just wants, oh, online content of education, Mm -hmm. then that's different. And I saw also... That my teachers, oh, no, you can't learn online. Oh, no, no music in class. But when you go on, so you don't have a mentor. Google's your mentor. Right. I say to them, have you ever Googled this technique that we're teaching? It's not like I was saying like, oh, it's all good. It's Mm -hmm. really not all good. Right. It's really a lot of not good. So if somebody's going to do it, it might as well be you or Mm -hmm. this other teacher that can do it better. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, is it ideal to learn on YouTube? Well, we didn't think so, but it didn't exist. Right, right. And when I saw what children can learn on the guitar or what any of us can. Yeah. Well, my feeling about that, because I've been really resistant to doing stuff that's online, stuff that's recorded, stuff where you're telling a student to do something and you can't see that student. I've, <clears throat> I've been really resistant to right. that, even though the whole universe is going to that model. And, but the one place where I feel like, okay, it's okay for this is when someone already knows what they're doing and they have the tools to evaluate what they're looking at online. So if you're already a fairly masterful teacher and you're looking at, well, how do I do this variation of such and such? And you're watching someone and you can put your own criteria to what you're looking at, then it's interesting. But for anyone else who's trying to like learn something they don't understand online and they're trying to do it, there's that giant missing gap of the teacher being able to react to what the student thinks they're learning. Yes, it's true. On the other hand, I saw in one of my corporate privates, this woman came in, she had a lovely yoga practice, and I asked her where she was practicing, and she learned everything she knew off of a yoga website. It was her first teacher, her first yoga teacher that was real, that was live. But you're right, there's a missing link. And for someone who... There's going to be some uh, over in some interaction point where what's being offered on the video is right for that particular person, and then it doesn't matter. But you would never know that, you know. Right. Like I remember my sister once saying, "I've been working with this, I think it was a Rodney Yee video. You know, is this supposed to hurt when I do right. this?" <clears throat> and I'm like, 
No. Yeah, I've had that too. <laughs> yeah. Knots. Yeah. From it's trip. You know. So then we're so then what do you think? Is it better for because I still think, okay, they're going to go online and try to learn it anyway. So better they learn it from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or is it better for them not to learn it that way, hold off? Like that's what I wonder. Is it better to do something and I as opposed to nothing? I think there are two answers, right? Or, because like if you think back about how yoga has always been taught for millennia, it's like you learned what your teacher was teaching you. You didn't learn all the yoga there was in the world. You just learned the practice that was for you. And maybe if you were in a town that had another yogi passing through, you might learn something mm-hmm. different. But now it's much more like academic learning of stuff. You know, it's like, well, so-and-so says you should do this breath this way, you know, right. and you're like, I don't care what so-and-so says, you know, right. This was what you was working for you. You should do this. Right. So it's, it's like interesting. It's yeah, like, uh, it's true. Like who's the teacher and why do we even have a teacher? You know, if you're just going to like dabble in stuff. Right. Then it doesn't matter. You could just have Google beard guru. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I think it's it's up in the air and we'll see how it falls out. It'll we'll probably see. be a pendulum kind of thing where eventually mm-hmm. more people will want the individualized help. Right. I wonder. We'll see, actually. Mm-hmm. I think so. Or it'll be an AI kind of thing where the computer will be able to say, oh, well, no, wait, your hamstrings won't accommodate this version. <laughs> and right. I'll, I'll play this other video for you. Are we going toward that? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. But there is always going to be that mentality. Yeah. Did you do the, you mentioned the prison yoga. Did you do that Oh, the that liberation training? prison yoga? Did you do that? I did it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, actually, my friend, my very close friend, um, who's a yoga teacher, lives in Tarrytown. She had done a couple of workshops with Anika and said, oh, she's amazing. And I looked, I started to look into her and her YouTube just like I started to listen to your podcasts, mm-hmm. just to explore, you know, mm-hmm. I started to look at her, what was out there on YouTube and to listen to some of her interviews. And I thought, oh, she's so interesting. And oh, I would really like to, at that point, I was for my master's doing a field work placement in, in, in a mental institution in East New York, Brooklyn. So I knew I was also not going to be going to teach in the jails and prisons at that same time. I just didn't have another whole day, but also like, you know, the mental space. Yeah. So anyway, I, um, but I did want to learn about the languaging around, um, and just the whole, everything about it protocol Mm -hmm. around teaching in those, um, environments, teaching to that population, teaching the sexual trauma-informed, right. um, and just all trauma-informed yoga. I thought that was really interesting. So I invited. So as soon as I had this space, not long after, I contacted Annika and invited her to come. And so I did the training. Okay. I think I could do it that weekend and loved it. And we became friends and... Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And she's done it here many times since. So I sit in on some part of it. Again, That's it's awesome. inspiring, even just to hear the intro of what brought everyone there mm-hmm. is inspiring. Right. Yeah, I met her in the oddest way. We were we both have dogs. And when I uh, lived in Brooklyn earlier, I used to go to Prospect Park all the time. And we I don't even remember how the first conversation happened, but we started talking about both being yoga teachers and her whole program. So mm-hmm. I've only heard about her program in the dog park or from other people yeah, that's who've so taken funny. it. Roque uh, also oh, took yeah, exactly. Rodriguez. Yes, it. exactly. Yeah. So, so so she does that here. There's one coming up in the end of the month. 
and yeah, she'll do it again. Mm -hmm. And then she, um, coincidentally was at Omega Institute when I was teaching at Omega. Mm -hmm. So I had introduced her to my friend and boss who now does programming and she did her training at Omega Uh and she will again this coming season. So yeah, small yoga world, a network of connectors and connections in the yoga world. Yeah. So, and I guess that's what back circling back to that and mentee is what I'd like to do is not necessarily be teaching the whole thing, but bring in my teachers Mm -hmm. that are either my teachers or my students and trainees and my teachers, you know, people who, who, yeah, yeah, who have now sort of delved into their own world of either prenatal yoga or they're doing something for the lymphatic system now and that's really become something that they have focused on or fascia or whatever it might be just to bring in you know I haven't changed a bit I always want to be taking workshops (laughs) and so and learning yeah and not necessarily teaching them myself So I have a whole list of, which is right here, my little list of people that I'm reaching out to. And you would be a great person to come and to teach the teachers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is online. So we record it. And, you know, if you can't make it, they watch it that way. Many of them do. Nice. And only so I could be learning and growing. And like I said, learning from these people who have delved into their specialty. Mm -hmm. That might be different than... Right. What I have. Right. right. Kids yoga or whatever. The list yeah. goes on. Yeah, yeah. Retreat planning. Beyond teacher training, we did a few photo shoots because everyone needs photos. Mm-hmm. Because you are meant to be posting all the time. <laughs> our, our friend <laughs> Instagram. Perfectly curated life. Yes. Um, so <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, so it's sort of beyond training. Like I would love for Annika to do a small part of it. That is, okay, this is what I do in my teacher training. This is what I'm teaching. This is why it's so great. Mm -hmm. And then that way, if you might want to do that, but you don't even live in New York, you can come in and decide to do that. And I do think that, okay, if you want to be a restorative teacher, which restorative training should you do? Well, my thing is more, which one should you do first? Mm -hmm. Because do them all. Mm -hmm. Do start with Judith Lassiter, mm-hmm. but she doesn't live here. Okay, right. well, Jillian is coming up and there's right. Mona, right. you know, and there's like, yeah, take all of them because from all of them you learn more. Yeah. And then you figure and then you out become yours. your own version right. of them all. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of part of it too is like if you want to do kids training, oh, well, here is a little sampling of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And you can watch a little bit of it and you can see. Yeah, that's so nice. I mean, it tailors in so nicely with your own inclinations, you know, because you've always been a, a curator of, of training. <laughs> Everything. You know? I mean, training workshops. Yeah, yeah because I, mean, I wanted to <clears throat> take them. Yeah. It always came stemmed from that, not mm-hmm. like, oh, I want a job in the yoga studio. Right. I'm going to do programming. Because mm-hmm. that's not the job. Yeah, to yeah. Take. <laughs> you know, unless no, you want to learn. A, you have a real enthusiasm yeah, for unless all you these people's learn, teaching. There's, it's not like the big bucks job in yeah. the yoga world at all, you know? <laughs> right, right. So um, I just did it because like, I was paying to see my teachers yeah. down the street. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So um, one, one thing that occurred to me as I was uh, coming here uh, is that you have your son now in college. Mm-hmm. And, He's taking time off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so for all these years up till now, you've been in New York. He's been here. You've been raising him. Uh, do you think that you'll find yourself traveling more, becoming more destination oriented in your own approach, or are you more New York bound? Do you feel good when you're home? That's a good question, actually. Because, you know, I've had that thought. Um, Or just watching some of my mentees who do that. 
yeah. they travel all around and yeah. that's their thing. And, you know, one of them, what did she call it? The, um, she's, uh, she's on the national teacher track. Yeah. So, um, but no, that's never been my thing. Yeah. It's never been traveling. No, yeah. not to teach. Like traveling, yes, traveling to travel for vacation or something. and go somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A retreat? Mm, I don't know about that. I love going. I love it when I'm there, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot. And you're working. It's a different kind of work. It's that logistical thing and marketing and. Yeah. Yeah. And working at meals and. Yeah. <laughs> Right. If someone asks me a question about their triangle pose, it's like, oh, you're, we don't say off duty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We answer. We get up. Yeah. We look. Yeah. Because um, Wendy and I did that um, this summer. We, we went um, to Finland and did a teacher training there and did some workshops. But then we led a retreat in France. And it was really fun. I heard that in and one of your podcasts, a, actually. Yeah, How was that? Really fun, you know. And um, there was, you know, an excitement level for us and also for the students. And most of them came from New York. A uh, few came from Europe destinations. But um, I think we will, will be doing more of that kind of work. Traveling retreats or yeah, trainings retreats or and trainings training and retreats. I, I don't know. I, I'm sort of in the mood to be elsewhere, you know, and um, we're just trying to juggle what does that look like? And mm -hmm. because being here is such an important part of what we're doing now, it's not going to be, and I don't think we would want to just like jettison that. We want to stay involved with what we're doing here, but mm -hmm. it was really quite refreshing to be elsewhere it is it's the allure of the retreat i mm -hmm. call it and i wanted to ask you how was your retreat in mm -hmm. the caribbean i didn't but, do it oh you didn't yeah that okay. one didn't happen because that sounded divine like yes. the thought of going somewhere amazing sounds really great yeah um and we can talk more about this um retreat thing but it's the allure. You're on the retreat and it's so fun. Yeah. And everyone's having a it's great exciting, time. Yeah. And they're all like, you're getting along and bonding and yeah. like, let's do this again. Yeah. And so before it ends, you plan the next one. Yeah. Without thinking, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've got to now start yeah. announcing it, become an infomercial yeah, yeah. of myself. Yeah. Basically. But it's like the energy of an intensive, like a TT, you know, when you do that TT in a, in a month. Yeah. You know, and everyone is just yeah. so high. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. You know, and the retreat had that vibe to it. It does. It totally does. And you're somewhere beautiful and you don't have to think about the day to day. Mm -hmm. And then and then the same thing, like you're like, OK, here comes the next one. Now I have to announce it and plan it and mm -hmm. post it and say it again and again and again. Yeah. But then, and that you're like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm like, I'm giving myself a headache. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then all of a sudden, and everyone signs up at the last minute. So there's that level of stress That's where true. like everyone signs up at the last minute. Yeah. Period. No well, you know, there's what. also, as the yoga business has become so much more of a business, there are people who are doing the various roles more. Yes. So there are people who's who have taken on that logistical piece yes. and they book the retreat and yes. they just pay you as a teacher. Exactly. And I think that's a good idea because <clears throat> then on the retreat, it's like the, you're elated again. Yes. You're and you just, plan your next you're one. You're only responsible for content. <laughs> and then you just, <laughs> and then you're in the cycle of like, I'm doing another retreat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I was, I was very lucky that I had that person yeah. handling all of that. I was so lucky. Mm -hmm. So I actually really enjoyed the retreats I did. Yeah. I think it's nice to co-retreat, actually. Yeah. But even, not even retreats, but to, to teach more, be at more places and teach, you know, do workshops, that kind of thing. Well, Europe is the place where it's all going. 
I think the so. yoga boom. Yeah. I just see that with the teachers that I mentor there. Mm-hmm. Um, the level of student who's going yeah. over there. Yeah. We've really enjoyed our time in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Even just politically, it's so refreshing. Yeah. And the students are very interested and... So that's exciting. So you think you'll do more there? I, th- I hope to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I say, it really, it really boils down to like practical matters of how do you make that happen? I know, yeah. that's right. So. And if you're not bound to a school schedule, you know, before I plan anything, I've always got to look at my school schedule of grad mm-hmm. school, look at the school schedule of the college, mm-hmm. look at, you know. Yeah. And then you're somewhat limited. Right. You have to fill those spaces right. that you have. Yeah. So well, cool. that factors in. But I think that that sounds great. Sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and there are just more opportunities naturally coming about, you know, just through, the, mm-hmm. through grapevines that are emanating, including through the podcast and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Yeah. So you started to say when you first started the podcast a year and a half ago, what was the intention You know, I really enjoy having these kinds of conversations. I really enjoy talking to people about things that are important. You know, the kinds of discussions we get into in teacher training that are philosophical in nature, putting yoga as a lifestyle into practice. Like, what does that mean? What does it look like? Um, What does it mean to be a yogi? You know, not just to have a asana practice, but to actually have that transformation take place in life and what does that bring you. And so I thought the podcast was a way to have those conversations and to be able to do it literally on my own schedule. Mm -hmm. So it's like a way to um, constantly be having what feel like valuable conversations. You know, and it's been nice for me. I I feel like it's been what I wanted it to be and it continues to be that. And what I hear back from students and listeners and casual listeners is that there's something about it that they enjoy, that they're liking. And some of them are even finding like it's a part of their practice. Like it's like Dharma talk, you know, Mm -hmm. in their practice. Mm -hmm. And so they're listening while they're walking or while they're on the subway or while they're doing stuff when they can't get to a practice. That's their practice. So that feels very rewarding too. That's funny. (laughs) I'm laughing because I told you I was on the Peter podcast binge (laughs) just like since you said, since yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) And, and like I listened to maybe, um, I don't know, five, five, Uh four or five or six of them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, but I was carrying the phone around from room <laughs> to room to room. <laughs> I think I took it into the bath with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was doing that very thing, yeah. actually. Yeah. And I was inspired well, by listening awesome. to all of them. Awesome. And their journey and how they got into it and just where they are and how it evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, how we evolve. Yeah. And, so you know, I the, thought they were really, and you, you just your little intro and your <laughs> ad. Yeah. Um, so is it going according to your plan? Yeah. I mean, I have, I'm planning to continue on and, and uh, you know, the, the listenership is growing. And so that's great. And um, I get little statistics in the hosting software uh, site that, tells me where people are and it's oh, so quite, you saw me watch not all you, of them. not you individually <laughs> okay. but it shows me like you know what percentage of the 300 people that listened to this last episode are in the united states how many are in sweden how many oh, are yeah. in japan and, and stuff is like it diverse that. are yeah. they everywhere yeah and, and you can kind of track like i know why there are people in japan listening to it because i've taught people who live in Japan, you know, so you see the clusters of your contacts around the world. And then every now and then there's some 
unusual spot and you're like, huh, I wonder why someone there is listening. But that's so cool. It is cool. I love that. Yeah. Someone signs up and I don't know them. Yeah. 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 Like, wow. Right. So, so that's cool. And, and now, um, you know, it used to be in the beginning that I would say I have a podcast in, if I was teaching a class or a workshop or something, and now I'm finding I'll go to teach a training or something and someone will come up to me and say, I listen to your podcast and that's one of the reasons I'm here. And that's really exciting. Right. That's my point of like, oh, wow, they had a little sampling of you right. and they wanted more and they came. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was you. Mm hmm. And if it's not you, it's going to be someone that's not as smart or is not offering something as accepting and accessible or something injurious. Because no one said, oh, if this hurts, right. stop. <laughs> right. That's a red flag. Right, right. Right? Yeah. And so, like, yeah, there's always going to be, like, can we do that that way? But yeah. thank goodness you are. Yeah, thanks. Because yeah. then you, it, I mean, it is like everything. What do we gain? What do we lose? But it's a way to touch these people, especially right. where we we take it for granted. We're in a yoga mecca. There's yes. like, you know, ten yoga studios within a one block rate. Oh, we're in Yoho, <laughs> so yeah. um, we don't realize that there are people that don't have a yoga studio around them. For, right. You know, my my student who has a house in the Adirondacks, she said. Oh, I'm going to drive an hour and a half oh, to the wow. yoga class of this person I know who I'm like, what? Wow. She's like, that's nothing up here. Everything's the, the markets, you know, yes. 45 minutes away. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. If only they can get a little Dharma talk or a little whatever in their Absolutely. Home. Absolutely. Or their car driving to it. Yeah. We, you know, we had this cabin upstate for a handful of years. And I remember Wendy used to say, you know, I really just want to live up here. And I had that exact same thing that your friend said. I'm like, it's so far to everything. And it's, there's not even that much everything when you get there. <laughs> right. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and you know, that was, it, it takes wanting that, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know my my schedule is about to change a little bit and so i would have more days off in a row and it's you know it might invite more of a here and there kind of a living situation but i don't know we just moved back to brooklyn because we felt kind of removed from our people and that was in long island not even you know yeah so mid america right or wherever in some yeah. place. Yeah. And, you know, that's you know. another another encouragement to travel more to, to teach, you know, yeah. to be able to go to those it. people mm -hmm. when they can't necessarily they come can't to come you. They can't come here. Yeah. So there's a, there's a reason for it. And, and I have an interest in it. Wendy has an interest in it. Um, we have a grandson in Chicago. How old is he now? He's two. Wow. Wow. Well, Chris was a great babysitter, so yeah. I'm sure he'll be a great dad. He, Not that it translates, really but it kind it. of does. Yeah. So, yeah. so you oh, know, wow. that, the, so Chicago cute. is a destination for us all the time now. Right. So we have to maybe figure out something to do there. Easily. So, yeah. If you start thinking about it, you'll manifest it. Mm -hmm. You'll see, oh, wow, there are 10 teachers I've mentored who live here. Yeah. Yeah. Where you put your feelers Or do a workshop and then the whole exactly. you know, surrounding area can come. Yeah. You mentioned your, um, your program, which is in psychology. Oh, yeah. Um, and, modern Psychoanalysis. It's part of the New York Graduate School for Psychoanalysis, mm -hmm. NYGSP. And how, how much more of that program do you have? To... I have two more classes and then I have to write my master's thesis in order mm -hmm. to get my master's. Mm -hmm. So this could be my last semester coming up. Mm -hmm. Exciting. That Although exciting. I will continue on and um, go into a, and then get a license and then be able to, to see people. Mm -hmm. And so you're enjoying that. I am. That work. Yes. 
Do you find that it's something that rides next to your yoga or is it blending yes. into the yoga? Oh, blends. Um, it blends in for mm-hmm. sure. I think that's what one of the reasons I was led into. I mean, I'm always curious about what people think and yeah. exploring my own mind and expanding it with yeah. all that I read and study. Well, you, you said something and, to me years ago about you know how private sessions are so often as much about what people are going through as yeah. even more so than like, how do I do trikonasana or oh, something yeah. like that? You know, and I have the exact same experience. It's just, that's the thing that people really are craving and we can be so helpful as teachers in that way. So helping helpful. them and, and ex- get the most out of their living. As Veronica said in one of her Tune In to Expand Out, so it's a workshop she did for the mentee group about like who are our people? How do we find our people? Who are they? Because then how do we bring them to us mm-hmm. so that we're teaching our people mm-hmm. so that it doesn't feel like work? Right. And um, But one of the things she said was that, and you might have seen this post, that people are not necessarily going to go to therapy. They're not necessarily going to do acupuncture. They're not necessarily going to do a lot of these techniques, but they will maybe have a yoga experience and get in touch with their breath and feel something and want to explore that a little more. So we're almost the the gateway or the catalyst that puts somebody on a journey of self-exploration because they are not necessarily going to do those other things first. But through yoga and just getting in touch with their body and their breath, they are then on a trajectory toward that. Yeah, and you know, for... Like of all of the various, what used to be alternative medicine or alternative practices, yoga has become so mainstream in a way, you know, that it is something that an ordinary person would be willing to try. Right. Because it's in the gym and she talks about this too. It's in the hospital. It's in your building where you moved. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's in your club, right. it's in your yeah. elderly center, and, it's literally and, everywhere. Yeah, and as we preach and as we know, it's like doing it is how you have the experience. Yes. So once you do it, you're going to realize right. this feel, This is something. Yeah. So yeah. her point is we need to, as these you know, catalysts in this um, you know, path toward people and their self-exploration, we need to be paid what we're worth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah. So it can be sustainable. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, exactly. So we mm. can continue to do what we love. Yeah. yeah. And share it and bring it to everyone. Yeah. Wow. Well, that seems like a final thought. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you continue to do all these things that you oh, love thank and you. share them thank you. with so many Me people too. in so oh, many thanks. ways. Likewise. Yeah, and this you. included, like I say, I listened to many in a row and I just loved them all. Thanks. And I couldn't decide which to listen to next. Oh, <laughs> well. And I mean that. And they were all inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure this one will be inspiring for many. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing so much. It. Like I said, yeah. I was honored. Awesome. Namaste. Thanks, Peter. Thank you for listening to Peter's podcast. And if you haven't done it already, please head to patreon.com and support the podcast. And if you have done it already, thank you. You're making Peter's podcast possible. Have a great day. Namaste.